0: Welcome to Get Real with Richard Walter. We're talking uh, in a previous podcast about the strike, uh, and uh, we're going to continue to talk about it here. It uh, appears to be settled. I refer, of course, to the WGA strike. I belong uh, to to the Guild for over half a century, and I belong also to SAG-AFTRA for maybe only 45 (laughs) years or or so, but um, um, I do have a strong sense we're going to uh, <clears throat> settle the actors. We're going to settle as well uh, the actors and the and and management, the studios, the nets, the streamers, and everybody else. That it looks like a piece at last. Um, uh, pieces at hand. Um, <clears throat> maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong 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 before. I I just uh, noticed that um. Membership at the Screen Actors Guild at SAG-AFTRA has authorized our going out against, uh, uh, our striking against um, uh, video games. Um, um, they haven't called a strike, but but they have authorized a strike. Membership has authorized the calling of a strike. I don't think it's going to happen, <laughs> but uh, what was the vote to authorize the strike? Um, it was 98.5% in favor and one and a half opposed. So there are some people for it and some people, some people against it. Anyway, God um, oh, bless the guilds. Uh, you know, I'm I'm unions rule. I'm a union guy. Uh, one of my side hustles over the years was as a college professor, and uh, uh, I was always uh, disturbed by the fact that the uh, university professors. Um, but the institution that I uh, worked at um declined uh, to uh, unionize uh, had the opportunity to do it most most opposed it uh, I think it's a uh, regrettable um, uh, there is power in uh, uh, organizing in any event um I don't know exactly the terms of the uh, of, of the agreement I'm, you know higher scale uh, although you know, uh, when I've worked, I was never a terribly important screenwriter, but I I, I always got more than scale. Uh, uh, and most of the writers that I I knew, uh, in fact, every single writer that I knew, <laughs> I paid above scale. So the um, uh, uh, scales, there's limits to what, what scales uh, mean uh, and how big a victory they represent. Though so God bless us, let's have the higher scale. A higher scale means uh, anything above scale is going to be higher above scale, perhaps. Um, um, but what I want to talk about is, is really working conditions. You know, the, the, uh, writing is not a nine to five, uh, uh, Monday through Friday enterprise. It does not. Now, it can become something like that, and has become something like that um, in the television era. First of all, when there were staves writing shows uh, during the broadcast TV era, pre digital. Um, a lot of the shows were were written by freelancers uh um independent deals, but there were staffs writing uh, shows especially comedies um sitcoms um uh at ten however there is really because there's so much streaming uh, and so much t v uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the there there's the more staff situations for writers in than ever before so a successful writer might these days very much find herself on a staff you know in a nine-to-five kind of thing uh you know monday through friday not exactly that schedule but sort of regular you know the paycheck with withholding and and sewing and so on and that might go on for a successful writer for for, for a while but it rarely goes on a whole lifetime in a whole long career like let's say uh, my grandfather's career uh, an immigrant who uh, came here when he was 16 years old and uh, went to work at a book bindery, a big factory that manufactures uh, books, <laughs> Wolf and Sons, and he held that job for 53 years. It's just not that way in uh, for writers uh, and for very, very many other uh, professionals, by the way, creative professionals, in um, the filmed entertainment racket. Uh, i think it's important uh that writers uh remember however many victories we win it's uh you know in terms of our relationships with management and what they owe us imagine uh, you know one of the greatest uh, uh victories we ever won as writers was the right to determine uh, who gets credit it used to be um the girl the, the girlfriend of the producer producers were all men and and um had uh in those days you could only have a girlfriend uh, um uh their pet the uh, uh, aardvarks got got credit if they felt like giving giving it to them and, and it was up to them entirely and writers were, were frequently shut up well writers came to take total control 100 percent of control of um on-screen credits and that's not a small thing uh that might seem to be separate from money and in in certain ways it is, but in many many ways it is not, because especially in an industry like our own, uh, your 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 credit um, is a reflection of um, uh, the financial agreement that you may have. Um, if two names are, are, are connected in a uh, uh, on screen in a writing credit by an ampersand, they are considered a single unit. Um, if if they are let's say uh, uh, um, somebody shares credit but with with two other writers and those two writers are connected by an ampersand, but their name and the other writer's name is con- connected by the word and a n d. It's not just graphics. That person gets fifty percent, and the other two get twenty five percent each. You see, so so uh, <laughs> there's money in. Uh, In credits, I said it in the last podcast. I'll say it again. It's it's um, uh, uh, the 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 uh, artists uh, and and amateurs. Amateurs talk about art, and artists talk about money. That's not original with me. Listen to my last podcast, and you'll be able to catch up with who uh, who said that. what writers need to do is, is, is uh, not depend, uh, especially if they, if they want to have long careers, not depend on one form, one particular form. Uh, the Wall Street Journal called me, I know I've, I've memorized this, I've, I've, I've uh, uh, quoted it before, a writer of substantial professional experience throughout the media. Um, there's no kind of writing I haven't done: industrial propaganda, uh, corporate uh, uh, films, uh, advertisements, um, films for the government, uh, television uh, scripts, and movie scripts, and uh, published nonfiction and and uh, and fiction. Uh, and um, uh, I think it's really, really important for for a writer who's going to going to Look for a career that has longevity for, for um, him, for her, to for them to to uh, not limit themselves to one particular form. Uh, you know, throughout this whole strike, I've been working and with the guild's blessing. Why is that? Because I'm, I mean, I've been writing professionally. How can I do that? Because it's not screenwriting. Been working in the literary racket, getting my novel, novel, deadpan, ready for release. They said they were going to release it in February. The publisher did heresy press, but now they tell me no, 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 November, in other words, <laughs> really really, really soon branch out that's that's my message to you don't don't just become a sitcom writer or an episode writer or even a standalone feature writer. Try out different uh forms and and formats. And uh, remember, they all come down to, to uh, uh, two, two elements, really. One is, is, is story. That's the most important one. And the other is the, the words you use to, to tell that story. Thanks for listening uh, to Get Real with Richard Walker. Please do subscribe on Medium and Substack. Um, uh, share these episodes with, with friends on social media. And come on back, uh, much more to talk about.